Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, welcome back to the golf show. I am Mike DeDurich. I'm your host here from 7 to 8 a.m. every Saturday morning, which would be why it has a.m. after it. Um, our first guest today is, um, you probably will recognize uh, his name, and if we could show you his face, you'd surely recognize it. Uh, Jerry Foltz is the, he's one of the uh, on-course reporters for the Golf Channel. Um, he does a really good job keeping people informed about what's going on you know, down on, on, on the battlefield, as it were. And um, he's had a very interesting summer, like a lot of us have, but I think his will trump most. Um, and we welcome him to the golf show. And, and uh, Jerry, thanks for coming on with me this morning. Hey, my, my pleasure, absolutely. So um, the – Let's start with uh, the the first round of the Players' Championship back in March is um, the last round of golf that we had for five months, whatever it was. So (laughs) tell us the story of how that got started and then how your summer unfolded. Well, my uh, I guess I'm, I'm too old to call her a girlfriend, but I, she's my girlfriend because we're not uh, legally married. But Karen Stupples and I, she was up working the players, and and she came home that Thursday night once things were called, and then uh, and then you know like everybody else, began to try and figure out what to do, and uh, basically didn't leave the house except for the grocery store for the first couple months. Still, still really haven't except to go to work uh, a few times, but. Um, so I learned to bake, which I didn't know I had any interest in. She became a landscaping uh, savant, and we passed our time by trying to entertain people, mostly ourselves, on Twitter in the process, and that became quite fun. And then uh, once we started playing golf again, uh, we had already made the decision back before things were canceled in the spring with what was happening. We weren't going to get on any airplanes back then if we had continued to work, so made that decision to where I wasn't getting on an airplane Uh this year no matter what and uh, i started driving and three uh three long road trips six tournaments later thirteen and a half thousand miles uh 30 or excuse me what was it 33 states visited plus dc and about 220 hours behind the wheel thus far there's still a little more to come (laughs) and what were um what were you driving my truck f-150 i tell you what it's the perfect road vehicle Sets up high. When you come up behind somebody who's going too slow, they tend to get out of the way of a truck as opposed to a little car. So it's, uh, it's fantastic. Oh, and the best part, no tickets. That was amazing. How about that? <laughs> well, that's either 
you know, one of two things. You're, you're a very good driver and obey all the speed limits, or you were pretty lucky. Yeah, I'd say I'd say option B combined with Waze. Waze saves you a lot of tickets when you use that app. So that was yes, on constantly. Yep. So, you know, people might look at that and, and the way the summer uh, unfolded for you and say, wow, that must have been a real drag for him. Uh, probably, you know, he probably looks at this as, you know, really bad experience. But that's not exactly the case, is it? Oh, no, no, no. Because uh, – Karen ended up having to fly a couple times because she got added to other shows and couldn't make it in time. So I did a majority of the long hauls by myself, especially the one out west from Orlando to uh, to Palm Springs. That was rather long. And I picked she flew into Phoenix, and I picked her up. But in the process of that trip, I got to see parts of Texas I never would have seen before, which I loved. My sister lives there, played a couple days of golf, and then took the back roads out. My goal was to never get on an interstate the whole time because I really wanted to see – the parts of America that you just don't see. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I had to had to acquiesce to speed sometimes uh, just for to get there. But and then uh, we drove, took a drive up, uh, dodging the forest fires uh, of California and Oregon. When we drove from Rancho Mirage to Portland, uh, took a drive up through Nevada, which is my home state, and I saw parts of that state I had never seen before. And literally for a day and a half of driving, it seemed like we saw maybe ten cars. It was just phenomenal. And then uh, I took the very long trip from Portland to Atlantic City, but I had a week off in between to do it, and uh, that was that was fun. You know, I just told myself, and everybody's questioning, why are you doing this, flying supposedly safe? I said, when am I ever going to get a chance the rest of my life to do something I've always wanted to do? So it was more more of a joy ride than a driving-to-work type thing. Jerry Fultz from the Golf Channel is joining us this morning uh, on the fan. So... You also got to play some golf, right? Yeah. How many rounds did you play uh, over the summer? Uh, During my driving time, I played about six rounds of golf uh, with some friends and family. My son flew up to Kansas City when I was making my trip to Atlantic City, and he just tried to figure out where I was going to be for the weekend, and we played a couple of rounds of golf there with a couple good friends, and then – Every, everything just worked out. Everything worked out perfectly, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it over. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't take it back for anything. Put it this way: if I had to do it again, I would jump in that car tomorrow and and, and get going. So, you are, there are a few more LPGA events yet in this year, correct? Yeah, yeah. Shorter drives. I only have one. Uh, we go to. Uh, where are we going? We go to Reynolds Plantation, six and a half hours. That's like driving to the mailbox now. And then uh, and then I have one in Dallas that I'm going to drive to, and that's about 17 hours. Again, it's a one-day trip. It's easy as pie. And that's really the the rest of the, the long hauls. Uh, I do have to get on an airplane here in a couple weeks, in a week and a half, because I'm covering the Bermuda Championship for the PGA Tour, and, uh, and you can't drive to Bermuda. But... The only thing making me feel good about this is you have to have a negative COVID test result three days before you get on, within three days before getting on the flight to Bermuda. So basically everybody on that flight, you got to rest pretty well assured is, uh, is COVID negative. And you get tested at the airport when you land. You go to your hotel so you get the results back, and you get tested every four days while you're there. So they've done a pretty aggressive job on keeping the island country COVID-free. Wow. Well, that's <laughs> – that's protecting their business, and, and they have to, I would guess, be pretty aggressive. Yeah. Um, so 
you've you've watched and you've been involved with the LPGA you know, pretty much this year. How um, how have they responded to the COVID nineteen and and trying to normalize things? You know, they've like they always do. They've bought in hook, line, and sinker to everything that they're they're asked to do because it's just really what makes a difference out there. The PGA Tour has too, for for that matter. Um, very few COVID positive tests. Very few breaking of the protocol rules, which basically says you can't eat inside a restaurant or go to a bar or anything. Um, and they're just they feel really fortunate to be playing golf because you know they don't have the resources the PGA Tour has to continue to self fund. Uh, a lot of these measures and uh, and they have they've been able to rely on some highly benevolent sponsors to continue playing events and raising money for local charities even in the absence of allowing fans on the course so the the players realize how fortunate they are just to be playing at all and uh, are doing everything they can to make sure that it doesn't go off the rails we have a local player from uh western pennsylvania uh Rachel Rohanna um, she's been out there trying to to get to the LPGA tour. She's you know solid on the Symmetra tour, but and has played a little bit of LPGA. And um, we've talked several times about the difficulty of making that last step up the ladder. Um, but boy, there are a lot of young players who are very good, um, and they're they're making impacts on the LPGA tour, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and Rachel's an extremely fine player who I think, uh, as soon as, as soon as she proves to herself more than anybody else that, uh, that she can play at that highest level, she'll be out there to stay for quite a while. She's, she seems to have all the tools and, and not beyond that, she's a really, really nice, nice young lady. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, you, I go around these courses on a, on a survey the day or two before to, to take a look at things. I know most of them now, but when we go to a new course and I'm like, ah, you know, winning score here might be eight or nine under. Talk to a few caddies, ah, they'll six under, maybe ten under. And then Sunday afternoon coming down the 18th hole with the last group and they're 21 and 18 under and you just shake your head like, how in the world are they doing this? There's, <laughs> there's just so much talent out there and it's, it's such a different game than the men play. And it, it, there's so much beauty in the way the women play it. Uh, compared to how the men play it, because it is all about precision and all about saving as many shots as you possibly can and, and strategically dissecting a golf course. And uh, that, to me, that's the art of the game, because I'm old and I'm you know one of those old-school guys. That's the art of the game that seems to be getting lost in, in all the uh, bash and barge of, of the PGA Tour. Guys don't like to hear this a lot, um, but it's been said a lot that we mid Teen handicappers and worse should be watching the LPGA players swing and not watch the PGA Tour players swing because we can be helped by what we see from the women out there. Oh, helped a lot more, yeah. The the, the technique that they go about doing things because they're going to have, you know, the average male recreational golfer has about a 93 to 95 mile per hour club head speed, and that's pretty close to the average on the Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can learn a lot from their technique, but you can learn a whole lot more from their course management. And, and I mean, Anna Norquist, one of the top players in the world, has the chipping yips, but yet she still contends every week because she can play around that aspect of her game like nobody you've ever seen. So you, there's all kinds of examples like that of, of players who, 
are able to overcome their what they do maybe lack in uh, in in the highest level skills. So yeah, we none of us are going to swing the club like Bryson DeChambeau anytime soon, but we can hit it as far as NB Park and maybe learn to putt like she does and probably get a lot more enjoyment out of the game. If I tried to hit the, the ball like Bryson DeChambeau, I'd be in the hospital. Um, <laughs> Jerry, we're, we've unfortunately run out of time. I have really enjoyed talking to you today, and um, maybe we can do this again down the road. Um, Anytime, Mike. I have so enjoyed my time in, in Pittsburgh through the years and playing a few tournaments and working a few tournaments. That uh, I love talking to you and talking to your audience. Anytime. All right. Jerry, thanks a lot, and uh, good luck as you get back at it again. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. That's Jerry Foltz from the Golf Channel. Uh, how about that? 13,000. 13,000 miles uh, on on his uh, truck <laughs> as he traveled around the United States this year covering golf for the Golf Channel. All right. It's time for a break. Um, we will be talking to Tom Redding from uh, Fox Chapel Golf Club. And he's going to give us some insight into the renovation that they've done there. And uh, it's good stuff, and we'll do that right after this break. You are listening to the Golf Channel. Yeah, the Golf Channel. The Golf Show on 93.7 The Fan. 